Hey there, I'm Myrna. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Gilberto. And I'm Hani. And in today's episode of the Humanity in Action podcast, we will be talking about the song Strange Fruit and how its vision and legacy has impacted how we remember lynching and understand Black resistance today. Southern trees bear strange fruit Blood on the leaves and blood at the root Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees So you just heard Billie Holiday, one of the most influential jazz singers of all time, defiant in challenging the efforts of Harry Anslinger, one of the early masterminds on America's war on drugs, who tried to silence and tune out not only Holiday's music, but also jazz's entirety. The song Strange Fruit was based on a poem written in 1937 by Jewish-American writer and teacher Abel Mirapol from New York City. He was inspired by a photograph of the 1930 lynching of Thomas Zipp and Abram Smith in Indiana, taken by photographer Lawrence Badler, who sold thousands of copies over the next 10 days. The lyrics are an extended metaphor linking a tree's fruit with lynching victims. Mirapol set it to music and performed it in and around New York in the late 1930s as a protest song against American racism and lynchings of black people, as such lynchings had reached a peak in the south of the U.S. around that time. It is important to note that lynching was only illegal in the U.S. in December 2018, 100 years after the dire anti-lynching bill was first introduced. To this day! Mirapol also played it for a New York nightclub owner, who then introduced it to Holiday. Performing Strange Fruit at that club in 1939 reminded Holiday of her father's death because he was denied medical treatment as a black man. Pastoral scene of the gallant south The bulging eyes and the twisted mouth Set of magnolia, sweet and fresh. Then the sudden smell of burning flesh. When we look at the song in itself, you know, the analysis of what is happening, it is. It's so interesting how it got to the place it is. Um, the when the when the starts when the song starts, you hear a trumpet solo, and this trumpet solo uses a lot of minor and diminished scales that evoke a feeling of weirdness, a feeling of tension, and this dissonance gets combined with the underlying harmonies from an organ that allows you to have a moment where you feel like, oh, wow, where is this going? Where is this heading? And it uses multiple different flavors of in instruments. So there are, there's a piano that is being used. You, you hear it. It starts playing at 25 seconds. There's the upright bass. There's the trumpet. 
and then there's the organ, which plays the eerie harmonies. And combining combining that together with a slow rhythm, it creates like this relaxing, this very relaxing and trance-like even type of melody. And then you hear Billie Holiday's voice, and then you're like, whoa. Because in that moment, you, she, she captivates your attention fully because of the grittiness and the dynamicity of the way she uses her voice. She uses certain techniques like legato, which means that she slows down certain parts of the parts of the verse just so that it has a bit more extra attention and she also uses glissandos which means that you go up and you go you, you go down in a smooth swooping fashion with your voice and the usage of dissonance within the song it creates the feeling of tension that is underlies everything surrounding it and because of that because of that grittiness you know it it captures you in that moment and i think that is the power of this song because it doesn't have to do it doesn't have to have a thousand vocal runs it's just there and it's good here's a fruit for the crows to pluck for the rain together tell you about the impact of strange fruit in its time. Thousands of lynchings had happened before the song was recorded and thousands more would happen after. Black men and women were the predominant victims of lynching in the U.S., taking place all over the country, but especially in the South. Lynching would happen for any reason. White mobs would break black people out of jails and hang them, or they would take them from their homes. The Legacy Memorial for Lynching in Montgomery, Alabama, tells us that lynching would happen for any reason. Lynchings could happen for black people looking at white people, for black people talking to white people, for black people not saying sir or madame when talking to a white person, for black people complaining or simply existing. When the poem was converted as a song, it was performed as a protest song by the poet's wife, Laura Duncan, in New York City. When Holiday sang it, she was afraid of the retaliation she could face from white listeners. The song was so powerful that when Holiday performed it at the integrated New York City club, there were rules. It would end the night, service would stop running, the room had to be dark, except for a light shining on Holiday's face. There were to be no encores. The song did not want to be produced by Columbia Entertainment. 
they were scared of their southern listeners. The song was actually recorded by an independent recorder in the same club where she performed it. It was so regarded that she sold a million copies in 1939. The song reached 16th place on the charts that same year. It was noted as one of the best songs of the century in 1999 by Time magazine, as one of the top 20 political songs of the United States, one of the 100 songs of the U.S. South, and it boomed Holiday's career after she first performed it. Although Mirapool, the strange fruit poet, was inspired by an image and Billie Holiday popularized it by performing it to music in the 1930s, the poem and song has had a lasting presence in the music industry. Several other artists have covered the song, most notably the civil rights activist Nina Simone. The song has also been sampled many times over. Holidays and Simone's versions have collectively been sampled 17 times in various songs and genres, including hip-hop, rap, R&B, soul, funk, disco, jazz, blues, and electronic dance. Some songs have kept the meaning similar to Mirapool's supposed intention, to depict the disturbing continuation of racism in the United States. Other songs have transformed the meaning to make it more applicable to the times. Others have formatted the sample in a way for the listener to use it for themselves, and others have completely changed the meaning. For example, Spec One samples strange fruit in black body to suggest that racial relations between black and white bodies parallel that of the 1930s. Dwayne Wiggins agrees with this assertion in Tell Me What's Really Going On, but suggests that the method of asserting white superiority has changed and uses the sample to draw attention to police brutality. Dr. Flake samples the song for the hook of their electronic dance rendition entitled Au Bonheur des Drames, skillfully throwing the listener into a mode of contemplation. Kanye West, or Ye, samples the song to talk about lost love and past relationships. It is clear that Strange Fruit's presence is long-lasting in the music community. In this next segment, Gilberto Morisha will perform his rendition of Strange Fruit. See of the 
educational audio production for people seeking justice through the innate power of people and their communities. If you enjoyed today's show, connect with us on humanityinaction.org. Thank you for tuning in and see you at the next episode.